0: We're in a Christmas series called His Name Shall Be Called. And I got to thinking about it. This is our 38th Christmas here at Heart of the Bay. And we're honored to be here. And we're humbled to still be able to preach the gospel and the good news. And the Christmas story never ceases to amaze me. It is absolutely just so full of life and full of glory. And so this morning... I want you to look with me in a moment in Isaiah 9 and notice with me in verse 6. We know that God reveals to us His nature, His character, His attributes, and His intents for our lives through His names. There are at least 256 names for Jesus. We're going to look at just a couple of them today. So part of knowing this is... Enables us to call upon Him. If we don't know that He is Jehovah Jireh, we'll never call upon Him for provision. If we don't know that He is Jehovah Rapha, we'll never call upon Him for healing. If we don't know that He is Jehovah Raha, the Lord our Shepherd, we'll never trust Him to lead us and to guide us down those peaceful paths for our lives. But how many of you know in the word of God, we can discover, we can find, we can believe, we can receive, and we can declare his glorious names over our life. In Isaiah 9 and verse 6. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Wonderful Counselor. Literally, he is a wonder of a counselor. The word wonderful means beyond comprehension. It means beyond this realm. It means beyond where we are. Our wonderful counselor is the one who gives us help. How many of you know that every one of us need a counselor? Thank God we have a heavenly counselor. He is the counselor above all counselors. The message translation says he is the wonderful one. He is the extraordinary strategist. He's got a strategy. He's got a plan. He's got a purpose for our life. And what he does in your life is extraordinary. It's beyond the natural. It's the supernatural counselor coming into contact with your life. So the question would be this morning, do we need help? Do we need wisdom? We absolutely, all of us do. So how then does our wonderful counselor, this wonder of a counselor, help us? Two ways. He helps us by his presence, and he helps us by his words. We know that he's a wonderful counselor, because he is a picture, a perfect picture of the Holy Spirit. You know, if you look at the New Testament... You'll see scripture upon scripture, how that he's our helper, he's our comforter, he's our guide, he leads us into all the truth for our lives. The Greek word for comforter is paraclete, the one who's called alongside to help us. Now, when you come to Christ and Jesus moves into your life, he brings the Spirit of God with him. We do not just have a wonder of a counselor alongside of us. We have a wonder of a counselor living on the inside of us. And you know what? That is some good news. So Jesus, our wonder of a counselor, he's active in our lives by his Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the upfront, close, perfect personification of our wonderful counselor in our lives. I thank God for Jesus. I thank God for the Holy Spirit. Amen? Now, one of the things that this wonderful counselor helps us in is he helps us to see things we don't see. And not only that, He helps us see things we thought we'd never be able to see again. Because you see, sometimes in life, circumstances overcome people. And a result of some tough bumps in life, they don't ever understand how they could ever carry on. They don't understand how they could ever face another day. Here is the good news. This wonderful counselor enables us to see again, to feel again, to love again, and to look at our future with great hopes again. Amen. Say with me, he is a wonder, he is a wonder. Of, a of a counselor and he lives in me. Lives Hallelujah. In You'll hear words from your wonderful counselor. You're going to get through this. You're going to make it. Just trust me. Give it some time. And sometimes we feel stuck in life. We feel paralyzed sometimes on the ladder of spiritual growth. Maybe you've been in the same occupation for a number of years and you feel like it's time for a change. Maybe in your marriage it doesn't seem like it's getting any better and you feel stuck. But your wonderful counselor by his presence and by his encouraging words will say things to it like this. I've got a path for you. I've got a way for you. I've got an ability to take you right on through whatever you're going through. Whatever the test may be. Whatever the trial may be. I am the way. I am the truth and I am the life and you're going to make it. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, you, Lord. So be not discouraged, but be encouraged. For I am the glory and the lifter up of your head. Be not dismayed, nor look, about, look look around you with fear. For I am the Lord, Jehovah, Nisi, your victor, and I am near. I'm living on the inside. So draw near to me, and I'll draw near to you. And I will bring my presence, and I will bring my words, and saturate your very being, and cause my words to lift you, and cause you to go over the top. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift your hands and say, I receive. The counsel of the Spirit today. Now let's look over at Isaiah uh, 55. And notice with me in verse 8 and verse 9. Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9. He says here, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. Who's talking to us, says the Lord. Then he goes on in verse 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I'm thanking God that he's smarter than all of us. (laughs) he, He sees what we don't see. He sees from a different vantage point. He sees and knows things we don't. So what he does, he's not aloof from us. He begins to share us, share with us, and show us what we need to see and what we need to hear. And if we don't pay attention and if we just kind of go through life just on cruise control and you know, maybe just sort of, you know, reading the word when we feel like it and going to church when we feel like it, not really paying attention to this wonder of a counselor. What happens then is the enemy begins to get a foothold in our minds. You do know that the mind is the access by which the enemy sows his thoughts of fear and doubt and unbelief. The mind is the arena of faith. That's why we need to put on the mind of Christ and let this mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. And when we don't do that, the enemy gets a foothold. And one of the ways that he brings a foothold into our lives is through worry. It's through worry where something may not be going right. People worry about finances. They worry about their bodies. They worried about their relationships. And then he brings it to another level where we begin to ruminate. And ruminate means to play the same video over and over and over again. You know, kind of like some of you are doing with the movie Elf right now. I hope we don't have any angry elves in here today. And so this, this worry then gives place to the enemy. And all of a sudden people... Get stuck. I believe the Spirit of the Lord, the wonder of a counselor today, can unstuck us if we've been stuck. Are you listening to me? You see, the truth is, we're going to have to change the soundtrack of our lives and replace those negative thoughts with the good Word of God, replace those unbelief thoughts with faith filled thoughts replace those fearful words with words of faith and words of victory and words of triumph and words that will lift us and bless us. Try this on for size. I'm more than a conqueror through him that loves me. You know, that's why in all these years, we have a strong conviction of taking this word and believing it and meditating on it and speaking it. Because what you declare, you can have. And what you declare and what you say, you'll begin to see. When you look into the perfect law of liberty, not only will the perfect law of liberty set you free, but it also will enable you to see yourself the way that he sees you. And you know how he sees us? He sees us fearfully and wonderfully made. He sees us not beneath. He sees us above. He doesn't see us defeated. He sees us victors in Christ Jesus. He doesn't see us through the lens of condemnation. He sees us through the of right, lens of righteousness. We have been placed in the right standing with God. When you begin to see yourself the way that he sees you, all insecurities will melt like a snowball in a hot Texas July sunshine. Amen? No insecurities, no fear, no condemnation. For the Lord, the wonderful Counselor, is here on the inside. And so, we believe that. We speak that. We encourage you to encourage yourself in the Word of God. Now look with me at Jeremiah 33. Jeremiah 33. In verse 3. Call unto me. How many of you know you've got to know who to call? If you need a plumber, don't call the electrician. Call unto me. You'll never get this. How may I direct your call, please? Well, I need my heavenly father. I need my wonderful counselor. I need a protector, a provider. I need a healer. I need a comforter. And he says, I will answer you. You will never hear our extensions have changed due to our high call volume. We'll place you on hold for three days. (laughs) No calling to me. And I will answer you. And I will show you great and mighty things. Which you don't know. Those things that have been fenced in up here. Shall be released by the presence of your wonder of a counselor through his word in Jesus name listen to the message of this translation he says call to me and I'm going to answer you and I will tell you marvelous and wondrous things things that you could never figure out on your own things you could never figure out on your own I think sometimes we need to stop figuring and start praying come on Stop figuring and start prophesying. Stop calculating and start lifting our hands and praise to God knowing that he has got us. And I want you to know he's got you. He loves you. So stop ruminating, stop worrying. Cast all your care upon your wonderful counselor because he in fact cares for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He'll never fail us. He'll never leave us without support. He has said over and over again, I will not, I will not, I will not, no, never leave you desolate, desolate. I will never forsake you, for I love you with an everlasting love, and my hand is upon you. Amen. Say it with me. I receive. I receive from my wonderful counselor today. Ooh, glory to God. Yes, yes, yes. Hall- Can we just take a praise break for a minute? Yes. Glory to God. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> you've heard the same lies i have no way no way no way but god says i am the way i am the way i am the way and there is a way out and there's a way in for all of us so whatever our situation may be with whatever limited insight we may have the presence and the words Of our wonderful counselor will cause us to make it through. Notice he said, I'll answer you. You know what that means? That means we have questions. What am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about my marriage? What am I going to do about my work? I I just lost my job. What am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about that? He'll show you things you could never see. When you start to ruminate, when you start to worry, just ask yourself this what does my wonderful counselor say? What does the word say about it? What does the word say about this? What does the word say about my body? What does the word say about my finances? What does the word say about my protection? What does the B I B L E say? And when you find out what it say, you begin to say what it say, and you will have what you say. Somebody said, now, Pastor Mark, that wasn't good English, but you got it, didn't you? And if you're more concerned about the English, I mean, maybe you just need to get off my back. All right. (laughs) Now, we've all been to appointments before and, you know, maybe a doctor's appointment or maybe, you know, marriage counseling and. And, uh, you know, if you need counseling, you need counseling. Get it. Nothing wrong with that. But sometimes, you know, you're sitting there in an office and they're giving you uh, about a hundred things to do and you didn't bring a paper, a piece of paper or a pen, and you're just trying to remember two. You ever been there? But the good thing about this wonder of a counselor is it's all written down for us. It's all written down for us hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And so receive from him today. Receive encouragement. Say of me, you are a wonder of a counselor in my life. And pray about things. Stop worrying and start praying. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, With thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto Him. Pray about it. Because here's the truth. He's got your answers. The answers are in the book. But did you know the answers are also in your heart? Where He lives? Somebody says, I've been praying about things, but I don't have clear direction yet. Well, have you searched the Word? Yeah, I've searched the Word, but I haven't quite found the answer in the Word. Well, the answer is in the Word, but it's also in the Holy Spirit. Yes, that's right. And He lives on the inside of us. And the Scripture says this, listen very carefully. Counsel or wisdom in the heart of a man, is like deep waters but a man or a woman of understanding when you understand that the answers are here you'll take the time to draw those answers out through prayer Amen. counsel in the heart of man is like deep of waters but a man of understanding is going to draw it out, draw it out. Yeah. so we see that one of his names is wonderful counselor the last one we'll look at this morning is mighty god everyone say he is a mighty god yeah back to isaiah verse 9 chapter 9 verse 6 for unto us a child is born sons given and the government shall be upon his shoulder now notice his name shall be called the mighty god i think it's very interesting the word mighty god there means divine warrior he's our infinite hero this refers to jesus because in the context, it says his name shall be called Mighty God. And this Mighty God, think about it. He seemed to come to this earth in such weakness. He came to a place called Nazareth. Nazareth was not a place you would go to. Nazareth was a place you would pass through. He was born in a stable. He was born of humble people Joseph and Mary it seemed like he came in weakness you know there was a day where Jesus as he grew he was searching out for his disciples and those that would follow him and he showed up one day and he said Philip follow me and Philip got all excited because he was ready to follow Jesus and Philip before he went all in to follow Jesus he looked for his buddy Nathaniel And he told Nathanael, Nathanael, I found him. I know who this Messiah is. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to live for him. Everything I have, I'm going to do for him. And here's was Nathanael's response. This response is John 1 and verse 46. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there be anything... Good. Come out of Nazareth. Can there be anything good? Come out of Nazareth. Oh my goodness. And Philip said to him, Hey, come on, see for yourself. You talk about good? He's going about doing good. He's feeding the multitudes. He's raising the dead. He's doing doing some great good teaching. You see, understand this, that He is fully God. Now, I don't have the revelation that I'm going to have when I get to heaven and when we get to heaven of the Trinity. But how many of you know the Father and the Son are one and the Holy Ghost are one? Yet they're distinct in their offices and what they do. And here's what Jesus said about the Father. And I quote from John 14. Philip said to uh, Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. In verse 9, Jesus said to him, Have I been so long time with you, Philip? Yes, hast thou not known me? For he that has seen me has seen the Father. Glory to God. He that has seen me. If you see me, you see the Father. So you know that the Father is good. You know the Father's a provider. You know the Father's a healer. You know the Father's an encourager. Just take a look at me, and you will see the Father. Now look with me in Colossians chapter 1, and I want to take us through an exercise of reading the Word. Colossians, the first chapter, and notice with me in the verses 1, 15, and verse 19 and 20. We're going to look at that In the Amplified Version. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 15. Ready? Let's read. Now he is the exact likeness of the unseen God. Verse 19. For it pleased the Father that all the divine fullness, the sum total of the divine perfection powers and attributes should dwell in him, verse 20, and God purposed that through by the service, the intervention of him, the son, all things should be completely reconciled back to himself, whether on earth or in heaven, as through him, the father made peace by means. What this is saying is Jesus is fully God. He is a mighty God for us. He is a mighty God for you. You know, you remember Jesus, he was teaching the word and he wanted to get to the other side. And so he said to his disciples, let's go to the other side. And so on the way to the other side, something happened. Now on the other side, as they went through that trip, when they got to the other side, there was a mighty deliverance happening for a man that had been bound by multiple devils. Yeah, right. So in the process of them going to the other side, the enemy tried to stop him. How many of you know, the enemy will try to stop us on our way <laughs> to the other side? Yes. Now, the good news is there's another side where there is deliverance, where there is freedom. But sometimes, while we're going through to the other side, we face some Goliaths. We face some challenges. We face some big tests. Now, notice this. How many of you give me a few more minutes? So he hops on a boat. And look at Matthew 8, verse 24. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that the ship was covered. It was overthrown, uh, covered with the waves. But notice what he was doing. He was what? He was asleep. He was asleep. You know what that tells me? Even though all hell may be breaking loose, if you're in faith they which have believed do enter into rest. That's a word for some of you today. Some of you have been so stressed out, it's time for you to lay aside the stress and enter into the ship and enter into rest. Now notice, suddenly, sometimes things are going really well, and then suddenly... Now, we like godly suddenlies, but we don't like demonic suddenlies. (laughs) But God is the same mighty God in the midst of a good suddenly and a bad suddenly. And suddenly, a great tempest arose. Now, of course, you know that the word great there is mega, which means huge, which means large, But I just discovered that that word tempest there comes from the Greek word seismos. And our natural English word for it is seismic. So this was a storm of seismic proportions. In other words, there was such force that it would move them and shake them. If it was on land, like we experienced in 1989... During the World Series of the A's and Giants, at 5:04 in the afternoon, there was a great earthquake. and The ground was shaking, and it shook us, and it shook people in the Bay Area. How many of you have been through some seismic proportion tests in the last year? You were moved, and you were shaken. And here's what His disciples did. Notice with me in verse 25. His disciples came to Him. What did they do? They called unto Him. Maybe they could have taken that dominion themselves, but they weren't quite there. And don't belittle yourself if you're not quite there to use the full authority that God has given you. You can call unto Him. You can... You can call on the name which is above every name. I said, Oh Lord, Lord, Lord. save us. We're perishing. In verse 26, then he said to them, Why are you fearful, you little faith? Then he arose. He arose. And rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. For every great storm, there is a great calm. Through a mighty God. And in verse 27, But the men marveled and said, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now the New King James Version says this, So the men marveled saying, who can this be? I'll tell you who this could be. I'll tell you who was in the boat with them. The mighty God. The mighty God. The mighty God. The mighty God. God. He's in you. He's in me. And I hear the Lord saying, greater is he that is in you. Hallelujah. Whatever's coming against you, he's against what comes against you. He's not for what's come against you. He's an enemy to your enemies. And greater is he. Woo! my father my mighty God is greater than all remember that tomorrow morning he's greater than traffic he's greater than the warriors losing again wait wait a minute here He's he's greater he's greater Well, I don't have I don't have many presents under my tree. Well, thank God you got a tree. And he's mighty to supply. Hey, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. The bottom line is this whatever we may go through, we can call on him. He can help us. Because he's mighty, he's present. He's able. He's undefeated. He's mighty to save. He's mighty to deliver. He's mighty to lift you up. So whatever you may be experiencing, whatever storm you're going through, relational, physical, occupational, or financial, the reality is this, and I want you to get this today. He calms the storms. But sometimes, He just helps us to go through them. I like a sudden calm, don't you? I've had both in my life. Where something came against me, and it was an immediate deliverance. Then I've had other things in my life that have come against me, and I knew the end result because I believed I received, but I still went through it. Now, the good news is this. He takes you by the hand and he walks with you through the valley of the shadow of death so you do not have to be afraid because on the other side is your breakthrough. Come on, about 10 seconds of shouting and praise. Let's give God praise today. Glory to God. And I feel led to say this. If you're going through it, don't be under condemnation. All of us have been there. In one way, in one fashion, or in one form. All of us have been there. So don't draw away from God in condemnation. Put your hand out and say, Lord, I'm taking you by the hand and I'm trusting you. Because I know that underneath are your everlasting arms. Who is the king of glory? Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. There's going to be some battles, but he's mighty in the battle. And he says to us today, is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything too difficult for me? Think about it. He conquered death, hell, and the grave. If he did that, how much more shall he not with him freely give you all things? How'd you get saved? You believed in your heart and you said with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. For by grace are you saved through what? Faith. It's the gift of what? God. So it took faith to come into the kingdom of God. Faith in the grace that has been provided. If faith can bring you out of darkness, light like it brought me out of darkness. It can bring you out of the land of debt. If faith will bring you into the family of God, faith will enable you to pay your PG&E bill. And then in closing, Isaiah 7, verse 14. Let's look at this scripture. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, he is a mighty God. He is a mighty God. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God. Yes, you are a mighty God. He is an awesome God. You know, I feel like running. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel like shouting. I feel like dancing. Hallelujah. Your mighty God has brought you through again and again and again and again and he will do it again. <laughs> ah, glory. Amen. I think I might have to go home and stretch after that one. (laughs) Glory to God. I am. God says. He said Hallelujah. 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 He said He said I am the almighty God. This Christmas season I'm calling you like I called Abram to walk before me and be thou perfect. Walk before me with humility. Walk before me with trust. For I am almighty God. I am El Shaddai. And in me and through me, there are no shortages. There's no lack of joy. There's no lack of peace. There's no lack of grace. I am your all-sufficient one. And Isaiah seven fourteen says this. Pastor Tom, please come if you would. Isaiah seven fourteen. And in a moment, we're going to do a little bit of rejoicing. But before we do, I want to pray. Say it with me. Say it with me. You are my wonderful, you are my wonderful. counselor. counselor. You, are my you are my mighty God. Put your hand over your heart and pray this with me, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I, believe. I believe you are the Son of God. You left your home in heaven to be born of a virgin. Thank you. You lived a sinless life. You showed us the Father. And I love you. And on Calvary, you took my sin, my guilt, and my condemnation. You shed your blood for me. And I believe that with all my heart. And now I say boldly today that that Jesus, Jesus, your Lord, Lord. you are my Savior. Savior. I call upon you today, sir, for wisdom for today, wisdom for for the new year. year. I cast all my cares cares on you. you. I I say to the storm in my soul, Be still still. in Jesus' name. name. I call upon you, Lord, Lord, for strength and grace. And I believe believe that that I receive. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. And behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. That means God with us. That means mighty God with us and for us and in us. Here's the bottom line. You're never alone. You're never without help. He's your wonderful counselor and he's your mighty God. Let's stand and praise him for a moment.